0: Welcome to the Rebel Speaker Podcast, where we break the tried and true presentation rules so that you can create a speech that stands out, makes an impact, and positions you as the go-to expert. And now your host, the instigator of the presentation rebellion, Dr. Michelle Mazer. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Rebel Speaker Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Michelle Mazer, and on the show today, we are going to talk about persuasion. Now, in episode 28, I talked about the questionable persuasive marketing tactics used to describe how much money you can make with speaking and how quickly you can do it. And on today's show, I wanted to deep dive into some of the ethics around persuasion because Aristotle believed that All communication is persuasion. And I want to make sure that we are communicating and persuading in a way that feels good to you, and more importantly, feels good to the audience. And before we dive into the ethics of persuasion... I just wanted to give a shout out to our show sponsor today, the Rebel Speaker Bootcamp. The Bootcamp is my signature program to write your signature talk in just six weeks. We'll be figuring out what your big idea is, what you want to be known for as a speaker, how it positions you in the marketplace so that you can have a speech that you're confident in pitching for speaking gigs. So now, let's do the show. I was five years old when my parents took me to the movie theater for the very first time. Nestled in my seat as the movie began, my mom whispered in my ear the words that appeared on the screen, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Yep, the first movie I ever went to was Star Wars. Definitely a questionable parenting move taking a five year old to see that movie because man, did Darth Vader scare the bejesus out of me. But my love affair with Star Wars began that day. As I got older, I became fascinated with The Force. Why did The Force do good for Luke Skywalker and Yoda and evil for Vader? The question perplexed my young mind. As an adult, I know that the force is neutral. It's not good. It's not bad. It's how you use the force that makes it dark or light. So at this point in the show, you thought, you were thinking, oh my gosh, Michelle, aren't we talking about ethics? Thanks for the stroll down Star Wars memory lane and all the epiphanies you have. But what does this have to do with persuasion and speaking? Great question. Persuasion is exactly like the force. It's neutral. It's how you use a persuasive technique that makes it good, ethical, or bad, manipulative. And a lot is written about persuasion. You can grab a course that will teach you a formula that pulls on people's persuasive levers so that you can sell effectively from the stage, write a persuasive email, or navigate a tricky sales conversation. For all the chit-chat that's out there about persuasion, rarely is the ethics of persuasion discussed because persuasion used ethically is an amazing tool. It can create amazing results for your speaking, amazing results for your audience. It's powerful. It brings about change in people's lives. It truly serves. Persuasion when used as manipulation to get a prospect to buy, whether or not your product or service or your speech does provide value to them is destructive. It destroys reputation, trust, and financial well-being. As Obi-Wan Kenobi said, the force can have a strong influence on the weak-minded. And if you ever bought something in the moment of frenzy, only to go home later and regret it instantly, you've experienced the dark side of persuasion. And if you've ever read about a persuasive tactic that made you feel icky, like, oh my gosh, I can't do this, or you followed a formula and stood on stage making an offer to buy now when really you should have been seeking buy-in you've experienced the dark side of persuasion. But young Jedi, there is a way to avoid the persuasion dark side in your next presentation by simply asking two questions. The first question to ask yourself about whether or not to use persuasion with your audience is, number one, big picture, does my offer benefit and provide value to my audience? My friend and colleague, Brian Dick says, when you make an offer, you make a promise. I don't care if that offer is for something that is 100% free or costs $20,000. When you offer something, you're making a promise to the audience. And the question is, can you deliver on that promise? If you're like, heck yes, I can, then ask yourself, does the offer benefit the audience more than it benefits you? If your answer is 100% yes to both, congratulations, you're on the light side of the force. Huzzah! Woohoo! You get points. If you feel any hesitation, sit with it and ask yourself why. It might be that it's simply the wrong offer at the wrong time for your audience. Whatever the reason, adjust your ask until you are comfortable with it, until it feels in alignment with How you want to show up as a speaker. Integrity is the clear path to the light side of the force. So ask yourself first how does my offer benefit and provide value to my audience? The next question I'd like you to ask is Is this persuasive technique natural? And I'll explain what that means in just a minute. So there are a lot of possible levers to pull when you persuade someone. Scarcity, social proof, liking, trust, logic, evidence, the list goes on and on. Over the next few months, I plan to cover some of those persuasive techniques. But how do you know which ones to use and which ones get you into murky ethical waters? The question to ask yourself is if the persuasive lever you want to pull is naturally occurring or is it fake? Is it contrived? Let's take our good friend scarcity as an example. Scarcity is a very persuasive technique. It increases the urgency and taps into the fear we all have of missing out on something wonderful or necessary or meaningful or exciting. And some persuasive offers have scarcity built in naturally. Like right now, I'm offering my Rebel Speaker Bootcamp, and the last day to get in on that is May 20th. You know, so that's naturally occurring scarcity. So if you only have 10 spots available, and that's all you can take in a course, then that's naturally occurring scarcity. And you should just use it to your heart's content. Then there's fake scarcity. For instance, I've seen offers for digital downloads where there're only 50 available. Um dude, it's a PDF. You can download that bad boy as many times as you want. So that's fake scarcity. A friend of mine recently bought a ticket to a workshop because the host said there's only 5 spots remaining. She showed up to the event to see rows of empty chairs. There were more like 50 spots available her trust in that speaker was understandably shattered. Fake scarcity is deceptive. It's unethical. It ruins reputations. And any technique that uses contrived information or feelings has the same negative consequence. When you're tempted to add some persuasive appeal because a guru told you to do so or because you hear that it works, follow your gut. Don't do it if it makes you uneasy, like if it doesn't feel good for you or if you are lying about it or making it up. It's important to step into the light. Answer the two questions. Is the offer you're making valuable for that audience? And is the persuasive techniques you're using naturally occurring? Persuade in a way that feels good, that is true to you and serves the audience. And as Yoda said to Luke, if once you start down the dark path, forever it will dominate your destiny. I'd add your reputation as a speaker, too. Use the force, Luke, but be responsible about it. If you'd like to go deeper in talking about the ethics of persuasion and when you should use it and when you shouldn't, come and join us in the Rebel Speaker Facebook group. It's a dynamic group of over 300 speakers where we talk about all things speaking and it's absolutely free to you for being a listener to the show. Go to drmichellemazercom forward slash group for more information. And until next time, remember your most rebellious act is being more of who you are.